Hey guys, how's it going? This is your host of Tell Me Everything with Lands. I honestly am in disbelief that I am sitting here doing this episode one and recording. This is absolutely insane. Um, for those who do not know me, my name is Lana Makhzumi. I am a co-host on DX Babies podcast, which is the other podcast um, that I host uh, with my good friend, Madame. And we've been doing that podcast for the last almost two years. Wow, geez. Almost two years. And um, I kind of woke up one morning last year and was like, I love DX Babies. It's been the best thing to ever happen to me. And I want to continue to venture off and do other podcasts at the same time. So here we are. <laughs> I can't believe it. Honestly, I think at some moments in this episode, I might just like pause and be like, wait, what is happening? Like, just there's no way this is happening. Uh, but I'm just, I'm so excited to be here. And thank you so much uh, to everyone that's listening. Uh, this is kind of a dream for me. So let's do it. Uh, yeah, guys, my name is Lana Makhzumi. Just a little background on who I am. I am 26 years old, American Lebanese, grew up in Dubai. And this podcast, I am bringing you guests on a weekly basis coming out Wednesday, 7 p.m. Uh, at 6 p.m. I'm sorry about that. I'm still getting used to this new timing. Um, I'm going to bring you guests every single week to talk about what experiences have led to who they are today from life, love, and most importantly, vulnerability. Vulnerability is something that I really understood, I think, in the last two to three years just through life experiences. And so that's just kind of where I am right now. And vulnerability has just been such a big aspect in my life. It's something that I really admire in people. And yeah, so let's do this. So today, guys, I am going to discuss. So today is just me. Actually, I should I should probably mention that. Um, I will be having guests on a weekly basis. That's kind of how it's this podcast is going to go, which is really exciting because I love talking to people. For the people who personally know me, <laughs> I do. I love talking to people. I love understanding them. I love understanding who they are, what has brought them to this earth, and what is their thing in life. I truly believe, sorry, I'm going to go off a little tangent, but I, honest to God, I I truly believe that everyone has a drive. Everyone has a passion in life. And I'm just very grateful that a year and a half ago, I found that mine was podcasting and giving people entertainment and something to listen to that they can themselves get revelations on. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of where my passion and drive came from. And I'm just so excited to bring on people to understand what their passions and what drove them and maybe inspire someone to try out something new. Um, but today, today, this is a solo podcast episode. I and probably won't be doing these that often, but today I really just want to talk about my evolution and journey. <laughs> I'm 26 years old, by the way, so it doesn't, I don't think like I'm like, wow, like she's had a massive revelation or what's going on, Lance? Like you've been alive for 26 years. But at the same time, a lot has happened in my life. And I don't mean that in a dramatic way or an undramatic way, but it really has. And I just think during this pandemic, especially. Um, I've had a lot of self-reflection moments um, of like who I am, like kind of my why. And I think a lot of millennials slash Gen Z slash maybe even people older than that, like no, no uh, shade on them. But I think a lot of us who are in this like millennial Gen Z 
fast paced environment kind of have this moment of like, what is our why and why are we on this earth? I realized I said why too many times that sentence, but seriously, I just feel like we always have like this question or sometimes, or you might not even have it yet, but what is your why? And I'm going to take you uh, to through the journey of what my why is, because maybe that'll help you understand what maybe your why is. And that's what I'm here to do. I am here to help in some way, especially and give entertainment, obviously. Um, what my why is, I think I have to start back at my own path to mental wellness and being kind of the best or best version of myself that I am right now slash happiest I've ever been in my life. I think how mental wellness and happiness kind of interchange in that way in some capacity, but something that I think really brought me to understand my why in life is my path in therapy and mental wellness. So I, I'm like taking you through my biography. I was a young girl. No, um, I, at the age of like 16, 17 or 18, I think my parents were kind of like, this girl has so much attitude, which I do. And for people who personally know me, I do have attitude, but I think a lot of people were like, oh, not a lot of people. My parents were kind of like, okay, well, this girl has a lot of attitude. Uh, like why is she so angry all the time? Why does she like, of course, as teenagers, we always talk back to our parents in some capacity, but I think the difference for me was my talking back and my attitude issue was just always lingering and kind of would always come into my relationships with my friends and my schoolwork. So kind of started doing a bit of therapy at the age of 16, 17, 18. I do come from out of a household, but my mom is super Americanized. So mental health, yes, maybe it is a taboo topic in the Middle East. But I think at that point, my parents were like, we're going to try anything. Uh, so they were like, let's put her in therapy. Let's put her in therapy. Literally did nothing to me. I don't think I had any like, wow moments. This is why I have so much attitude as a 16 year old little brat. No, zero of that. Uh, was on to college where I think these were my learning years. I went from living my entire life in Dubai. Um, I'm sure that a lot of third culture kids are listening to this episode so can completely relate to me. Uh, went through going up to in Dubai um, and ended up in Fort Worth, Texas. <laughs> completely different world, completely different everything. And I just partied my ass off for the first semester. I was like, what, like, what freedom? Like McDonald's every night, iced tea. I don't know why I said iced tea. I kind of miss it. But like just kind of was a free for all. I was just living my life. No one could tell me what to do. I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. And I just was kind of going off, going ham and a huge incident happened. Um, and my parents were like, okay, listen, like either you get your shit together or you are coming back to Dubai. You are coming back home. And you would think that would be like my, oh, okay. Like I should probably like figure out what the demons are in me are, but no, 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 that's not what happened. I basically was like, okay, I'm still going to go to college in Texas, but I'm just like going to hide it. Got into a very emotionally abusive relationship. My second year, um, I've talked about this a lot on DX Babies, but since y'all are new to this podcast, I will definitely touch upon this. Um, This relationship was a two-year relationship. And guys, when I tell you everyone and their mother was like, this is the worst guy for you. By the way, he sucks, but this is the worst guy for you. Like he was the worst. Oh my God. He was terrible, terrible. Um, Emotionally and mentally completely abusive. Um, And... At the same time, reflecting back, I 
definitely see that that was a start of my deteriorating mental health. But at the same time, I think I look back and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, that some of his experiences that we have that are super negative and terrible and even sometimes end up in tragedy in some way or another kind of, they do teach you things, but you find things about yourself. So this relationship was just the worst. And, and I was in it because I was like, I don't know what like love is. I never have, I never had a boyfriend before. This was my first love, first boyfriend, first, I love you first everything. And he treated me like shit, like terribly, by the way, I can swear those podcasts is my podcast. I get to do whatever I want. Anyways. So, um, I kind of went through two years of being just torn down day in, day out, having someone call me terrible names, calling me fats, comparing other women to me and kind of you reach a point I think when someone abuses you um verbally that you kind of like feel almost numb to it like yes they're saying these things still and yes they're kind of bombarding you but at the same time you kind of are like okay so like this is what love is I know like you guys are probably like what do you mean lands like what do you mean this is what love is obviously that's not what love is but when you're in it, you don't know any better. This is what you deserve in your head. And in my head, I was like, okay, this is what I deserve. Like I deserve this. This is literally what my fate is. And this is who I'm going to end up with the rest of my life. And I can't even tell you how many friends and family members. And my dad was like, this is like not the guy for you. Like everyone told me, everyone told me he was the worst human possible even to a point and I'll be very honest with you I found out he cheated on me and I still took him back I still took him back not proud of the moment but it happened it happened you know what it happened and I think my understanding of what love was and we can go back to like my childhood and maybe that's why I thought but my understanding of what love was was that this was it like this is what I was should be treated as and I think because my mental wellness and my health was so bad and mind you I was extremely overweight at this point I was um drinking I was not taking care of myself at all I was staying up long nights I was going out and partying I just wasn't my mental health wasn't at par it wasn't at a hundred percent so I think the treatment of the way people treated me was a reflection on that. I truly believe because my mental health was so terrible and my, 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 um, the way I saw myself was just so low and so, um, unappreciative and my self-worth was just terrible. I had zero self-love the way people were treated like me, like this guy was terrible. Cause I think people can see a reflection of how you see yourself. And I think this guy saw that in me. He saw, kind of a girl who doesn't have a lot of self-esteem doesn't have a lot of self-love and he could abuse that and so for two years of my life I was in this abusive terrible relationship and to be honest he's the one who ended it and I kind of reflect back and I'm like I don't know if I would have had the guts to end that relationship I really really don't I would hope so and um as he ended it of course my world was crumbled fallen everything was terrible I was just in like a whole pit and I can't say or stress this enough that I think when and I and if anyone's going through this I'm sure you can relate when you're beaten down so much you kind of have this like aha like revelation moment where you're like I need to do something about my health I need to do something about my mental health I need to do something about my life like what do you mean like I can't just like sit here and have this 
break up, destroy me. Like I'm more than that in some capacity. I think we know we're more than that. It just takes something to bring it out. Started going to the gym, lost 25 kilos, um, became super into being spiritual, started journaling. And let me tell (laughs) you, that journal, poor journal, poor pen. Honestly, I was just writing and writing and writing. There was just so much, I think, in me that I didn't realize of like the events that were in the last three years that I just didn't realize there was just so much in me and I was just writing and writing and all this stuff was just coming out and then I went back to therapy and when I went back to therapy I remember the therapist asking me so Lana Lance Lana I wasn't Lance then Lana was I Lance I maybe was I don't remember anyways uh have you been to therapy before no I want you to sit down close your eyes I'm like okay perfect and imagine yourself and what you would look like if you were like happy like if I could like take away all your problems this is the first question she asked me and if you're a therapist out there and you're like that is absolutely the wrong way to go about this it worked for me um like what does happiness look like to you and I was able to answer it and say things like lose weight um do like find out what I want to do with my career when I graduate where do I want to live after I graduate like come back to Dubai or whatever And she was like, okay, what is like the core of that? And then I just like kind of like opened my eyes and I was like to love myself. And she was like, that's what we're going to work on. So I went to her once a week for three months. And every single time, every single morning after that, sorry, I started doing these affirmations that I literally did not believe. Like you are beautiful. You're full of love. I was like, this is bullshit. I do not believe I'm beautiful. I'm full of love. But the more affirmations I did, the more I started to believe in myself that yes, like I do love myself. And guys, like it took work. I'm not saying this comes overnight, but I think showing that journey of like abuse and looking back, like it was because my mental health was not, was not healthy. Of course, I feel like there are definitely like things you can say like on the spectrum of like what healthy mental health is, you know, because like some days you're really happy and you're like, yeah, let's go life. But some days you're like, ugh, I want to sit in my bed. I don't want to talk to anyone. And obviously we can have sad days and you take care of your mental health, though, on those sad days. Sit, watch Netflix, walk around in the park, walk around outside. Weather is beautiful in Dubai right now. But I think like that all revolves around your mental health. If your mental health is good and it's solid and it's at your core and you're working on it as much as you can, then a lot of things in life are going to come to you and you'll be able to overcome them. I, I truly believe that. And I think looking like now, like after that breakup and after working on my mental health and making that my priority more than wanting my ex-boyfriend back disgusting I know I think that is how I was able to cope and how I was able to help and I thankfully haven't gotten to a dark place like then and and probably since then I obviously have bad days we're human but I don't think I was I have been in that dark place again and it was because I put my mental health first uh, of course for the ladies, uh, just so you know, the guy was begging for me back. Maybe it was cause I lost all the weight, but I also think a big part of it was, is that I was eluding, con- eluding, is that the word? Eluding confidence. And I was like loving myself and I was putting my happiness first and my mental health first. So this is kind of like a huge topic and I know I'm like slightly brushing on it, but I think something that goes hand in hand with 
self-love and mental health and understanding yourself and being happy in that transformation. I look back and I also look at how much I relied on people for happiness. And I, and I wonder if people feel the same way. I don't think I really opened up about this to probably anyone. So yeah, y'all, y'all are hearing it first, but (laughs) I think something I really was, was relying on during that time period. And honestly, after when I moved back to Dubai and I started my new job and fresh out of college, um, working in Dubai, living back with my parents, I think I relied on a lot of people for my happiness, including my boyfriend at that time, which obviously was a much healthier relationship because my mental health was much better. But I think I was relying on my friends, my family and people to keep me happy. And yes, I was like working out. I was still on my workout regime. I was taking care of my mental health. But there was something, another aspect of it was that I was, I was unable to be alone. It was kind of like I relied on these external factors of like, you know, when they say go th- you go through a breakup or you're going through a hard time in life, like you go and rely on your like supportive people. I think I had just so heavily relied on everyone around me that I didn't know how to be alone. And I'm sure people can relate to that because being alone and being your own friend is actually one of the hardest things to do. It is. It's so hard to be your own friend. I know that sounds whack. And I hope to see people, some people see, I don't have a cool, so I have no idea if people are going to agree with me or not, but it is, it's hard to be your own friend. And I think I had to really teach myself how to be my own friend. And after you guys didn't be like, okay, stop talking about breakups. But to be honest, like I, after my second breakup with a boyfriend and after doing a little consulting work in my company where I was traveling four times a week um, to Oman and then coming back for the weekends and during that time in Oman, sometimes I'd be alone without my directors or my bosses or line managers. I'd be completely alone in a country that I don't know anyone. Not that Oman is like a scary place. It's a great, it's a beautiful place. But at the same time, I didn't know anyone. So I think that and teaching myself like how to be alone was one of the hardest things, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. And my advice for anyone that's kind of like, yeah, I know how to be alone. Test yourself. Honestly, test yourself because I think that in the back of my head, I was like, I know how to be alone. Like, what do you mean? Like, I sit in my room and I watch Netflix. No, that that is some in some capacity knowing how to be alone. But I think really having a conversation with yourself is one of the hardest things. So during, sorry, I'm getting a call, but I'll call her back later. <laughs> during um this entire like being alone and like understanding more of like, of of sorry having a conversation with myself and understanding like what are the things I like in life and what like that's like like that's part of your mental health is like understanding like what you want out of life and what your why is and aha now I take you (laughs) to the why so I had a conversation with myself about a year and a half ago and I was like what is my why what, what am I, what was I born to do? And like, why am I on this earth? And having that conversation with myself and understand kind of, you know, when you have a conversation with yourself, sorry, I'm going on a bit like of a tangent. I will get better at this, but when you have a conversation with yourself, you're like, it's almost like a deep, dark, scary room. You're kind of scared to open because you don't know what's going to come out of there. You know what I mean? Like you have no idea what's on the other side. Like, is it going to be positive? Is it negative? Is there something that like you've kind of buried inside of your soul that like you're ready to 
kind of like bleed out. And I had that conversation with myself and I was like, okay, like, yes, I'm better than I was a few years ago. I feel much better about my life. I feel like I'm, I'm at a better place with my self love. I love myself more, blah, 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 blah. But like, but like what's in there? And, and there was this like deep, deep sorrow of like unfulfillment that like, I'm going to just live on this earth and not do anything. And that was a conversation I had to have myself, which leads me, this was a better segue, leads me to having this why moment. I was like, I cannot keep living my life with no why. And by the way, this was just a conversation I had with myself. Like, I think a lot of people can be different in terms of like, they have a conversation with themselves and they're kind of like, I don't know what my why is, but I'm going to keep trying to find out what it is. And that's also completely fine. But I think for me, I kind of was just in a place where I'm like, I like need to give. And then podcasting came into my life at literally the perfect moment. Call it fate, call it whatever. And that's when DX Babies was born. And now tell me everything with Lance. So I just, I just really like want anyone who's going out there like anyone's going out there anyone who's out there and is like really like down on their mental health and down on who they are and doesn't have a lot of self-love and is kind of like in this like looming dark type of arena in their head I just want you to know you will get through it you 100% will go through get through it but the only way you will get through it is being proactive and that isn't relying on family and friends and boyfriends and girlfriends. And yes, they are a great support system. But at the end of the day, it's you versus you. And I think that's something that I really have had to learn that, yes, you can be out at parties, obviously now because it's not COVID, but it's COVID. But yes, you can be at out parties and at bars and going out all the time. But at the end of the day, the end of the day, it's you versus you and you have to be your own best friend. And I think that is a lesson I'm still learning. I'm nowhere near perfect. But the relationship with me and having that conversation with me is something that I'm proactively learning and trying to do. I think also we kind of like, we kind of have like, I think something the pandemic has taught us is that things can be halted in a second. Travel plans. I was supposed to move to London a year ago. Things can be literally halted in a second. And I think when, when, when the going out and the traveling and the trying to get a new job and the losing your job, at the end of the day, it's you. That's who you have to fall back on. That's who you go home when the hard days get hard and who, yes, you go home maybe to a family or a boyfriend, but it's you. You're the one who's going to sleep at night with your thoughts. So I think making sure that that's nourished is all down to your mental health and all down to your happiness. I hope that helps someone out there because I really believe in this. And by the way, it's a journey, like I've said, but I think I've gotten a lot better at it. And definitely during this podcast, I will be diving in more into the life of lands. No, I'm kidding. But honestly, in all seriousness, I will. I really will because mental health has just become such a topic in my brain and with my friends during this pandemic a lot of people were depressed and I've been depressed so I understand what it feels like and what it means so I think knowing how to better yourself and how to get your mental health great is one of the most important things we can do for ourselves and on that note <laughs> and on that note guys that is the end of episode one 
of Tell Me Everything with Lands. Um, guys, stay tuned for next week. I have a guest. Her name is Ghazal Watfa, and she's going to be talking to us more about relationships and love. I know you guys are probably like, Lana, we want the stuff about dating. Don't worry, it's coming, and I have some people to help me out. So don't forget to stay tuned, and please, please subscribe. Subscribe. I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, wherever you get your streaming plat, wherever you get your podcast from, and be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Tell Me Everything with Land. Guys, have a great weekend and good week, and we'll speak soon. Bye.